her phone. I'm like, damn, that shit is the worst. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of game plan though. Like when you're dealing with shit like that, there's got to be a game plan. You got to tell me. Like, come on, dog. You ever had somebody get mad at you for not answering the right answer? <laughs> <laughs> nah, she done did that to me a couple times. And they ain't say, and they ain't say <laughs> she did what they were supposed to say. Because, I mean, you, you put me in the wrong position. If, if not drastically, but. Things, like, nah, that yeah, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, that nigga Sheem said y'all wasn't hanging out yesterday. God damn it. Right. <laughs> damn it. If you don't give me the heads up, what you want me to do? Nah, that's the truth. That's you, true. You got to give some sort of clarity. Because, like, damn, yeah. you want me to lie on the fly is, like, Cause that's I don't tricky, even, fam. I don't even know which lie to give. Because what if I say the wrong lie? All right, what if I say you was with me, but... It done went from, it's supposed to be a white lie to a red one. Or even worse, like, what, right. if, what if I say you was with me, but that's what gets you in trouble? Right. See, I knew you was with that nigga. Because your story was, no, nah, we didn't even see each other yesterday. She like, I know you was with that nigga. Call. Now, I'm thinking I'm saving you. I'm like, yeah, we was hanging out all day yesterday. Hmm. See, right. nigga? Yeah. Nah, I think if somebody call you. Shout out to our boneheaded friends that put us in those. It's always, it's always. Yeah, nah, we, we, was, we was together. <laughs> <laughs> we was just chilling. That's, that's all you should say. Oh, nah, we was chilling. That shit don't ever work. Yeah, being in the middle of like. Because if she calling you, then you you had to be an alibi. I don't want to be nobody's no, alibi for nothing. It. Hell no. That's don't spare put, the moment shit. You put somebody in that position, and then you don't even know if they gonna fold. It, you know, on the on the other side. So yeah. You just don't know what you're getting yourself into. Period. Yeah. You ever had? I won't go too far into it, but you ever had criminals get in your car to commit a crime? And they didn't tell you they was getting in your car to commit a crime. Now they just now they just trying to rush you. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, why you left? <laughs> oh man. You got, the, you got the music playing. You cruising. This nigga looking left and right. <laughs> <like my. laughs> hey, no. Niggas taking twice the time. Oh, you fucked up with Sheen because you know that nigga Sheen got to stop at Taco Bell. I'm going to leave. He got to hit the gas station. <laughs> oh, you gonna... anxious as a motherfucker. Like, Sheen is King Lollygag. That's King Lollygag, boy. This nigga, she, oh, I gotta turn around. I forgot my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not, nigga. See, that's nigga not going fair. back to the crime scene. Oh, man. Let's go ahead and start the show, man. <laughs> All right. I ain't gonna lie, cousin. I know I'm still young. I'm only 25. Oh, all right. But y'all be using all these goddamn abbreviations and shit. I don't know what that mean, baby. I don't know what the fuck that mean. All I know is LOL, SMH. That's all I know. And NGL, not gonna lie. That's all I know, baby. Y'all be using all these abbreviations and shit. Y'all don't know. Unk, Ty, Unk don't know what that is. Y'all just start spilling y'all's words out. Maybe y'all understand you. No, I don't know. Starting off the show with the good vibes. Search to find the love within. Rest in peace to Bobby Caldwell. I came back to let you know. Got a thing for you. We're going to take the tempo a little bit up. Got to get the vibes going. 
keep up now, keep up. What you won't do, do for love. You tried everything, but you don't give up. That nigga said, you a sucker for love, Pop. Come on, come on. Seen you was trouble right from the start. Took me so many lessons. I'm not to mess with broken hearts. So many questions. When this began, we was the perfect match. Perhaps we had some problems, but we working at it. And now the arguments are getting loud. I wanna stay, but I can't help from walking out. Let's throw it away. Just take my hand and understand. If you could see, I never planned to be a man. It just wasn't me. But now I'm searching for commitment and other arms. I wanna shelter you from harm. Don't be alarmed. Your attitude was the cause. You got me stressing. What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, man, and this is yet another episode of the Reggie Days Radio Show. Today I'm joined by my right-hand man, Shane the Dream, and we are also joined by S-H-E-double-F, and we are also joined by Cass. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? What's up, what's up, man? Vibing tonight, man. I Peter Bobby Caldwell. Yeah. I Peter Pop, too. Rest in peace, rest in peace. Another legend down, but definitely not forgotten. Let's go. What if I'm wrong? A trick to keep me on and on. Trying to be strong in the process. Keep it going. About to lose my composure. I'm getting close to packing up and leaving notes. And getting ghosts. Tell me who knows. A peaceful place where I can go. To clear my head, I'm feeling low. Losing control. My heart is saying leave. Or what a tangle where we weave. When we conspire to conceive. And now you're getting balls at the house. Guess you're cheating. That's all I need to hear. Cause I'm leaving. I'm out the door. Never no more when you see me. This is the end. Cause now I know you've been cheating. I'm a sucker for love. Everybody, everybody out there. Yeah, I know y'all singing. Come on, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thank y'all for uh, subscribing, for following, for jumping in, man. There's been a lot of changes made this season, but it seems like you guys are loving it from the numbers. I definitely thank y'all for sharing and, and, and passing the pod on. For those of you guys who've been listening to us for years, man, we're just trying to give y'all everything that y'all have asked us for this season. You know, thank you for the, the spike in support. We definitely love it. Um, and for those of you who have been kind of bombarding us now that the season started with uh, listener letters, we are jumping back into those as well. Just thank you. Appreciate y'all. I can't say thank you enough um i know you guys have been feeling the love 
as far as uh, from us out to y'all, I see a lot of people really loved our, our most recent episode, and I, I definitely thank y'all for that. You know, Cash came in swinging this season, and uh, I feel like our chemistry is 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 going really really well. And I, I thank y'all for kind of being patient as we build all of this together, because we do all of it for you. That opener clip. Um, <laughs> When that nigga said he was 25 and started calling himself Unk, I was like, yo. Because <laughs> it makes, you know, open uh, 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 open dialogue, all of us in here in our 30s. So, like, I was like, damn, 25 makes you Unk now, which means, nigga, I'm out of here. You Unk, Unk. Yeah. Like, that's super Unk. <clears throat> 25? Like, that's, right. yeah. Well, there we go again with people just taking terms out of context and, and and running with it it's not addressed then i mean is it 25 year old unk doesn't make sense unless well, you're depends. literally somebody's uncle i've been i've been an uncle all of my life just because of the way family dynamic worked but i mean that unk of og respect you know what i mean but then again you know being in our community yeah i remember how it felt turning 21 and knowing that a lot of my friends didn't make it to that age I also remember what it felt like turning mm-hmm. 25 and knowing that that wasn't, you know, that definitely wasn't a given either. 30's a milestone. 30's sure. a milestone, a super milestone. And I know 25 is around the age where you no longer feel like you align with the function. And what I mean by that is you're, that, I feel like that's when I first felt like I was no longer part of the target demo of just like life. Like, whatever the popping trend is, the new shit that's going on, the the in thing or whatever, you start to feel like, okay, that's a new generation. Like, think about it. 25 is old enough for you have to have uh, graduated college. 25 is old mm-hmm. enough for you to be on your way out of grad school, low-key. So, yeah. 25, you're on the opposite end of shit. Like, you're getting, you're only a few years away from your high school reunion at 25. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because a lot of people graduate, what, 16, 17. So 25, you like about two to three years removed from high school reunion. Like 25 means you lived for sure. I just don't think that that ages you. But I see what you're saying, too, of it kind of it changes the demographic. I know how I felt when I turned 25, too. You feel like it changes your demographic a little bit in the yeah. age range of what you into, what your interest is. What, what the hot thing is. Like, when I was 25, I remember uh, there was, what was in? There was, like, a messenger thing that was in that all the the, the jits and the teenagers were doing, but I just wasn't in on it. Um, Wow, I'm so mad. You I said teenagers? Remember. Yeah, when like. When you were a teen? No, I said when I turned 25, oh, okay. my brother's nine years younger than me. Heard so I remember yeah. when I turned 25, he would tell me about, Kick, you know, I thought I was, you were talking I, I about that. I was going to say kick, I mm-hmm. promise you, I was going to say kick, but I'm like, kick and something else was hot at that time. Like, we're not too far removed from kick at all, we're not too yeah. far removed, but we're removed. It's not us because we were BBM, we were MySpace, BBM. Right. Yeah. I was almost um, like, not even with Instagram when it came out, like Instagram, you know, Instagram. That's how old we are. 
Like, yeah, it took well, me so I ain't gonna long. Say that. Instagram, I remember Instagram coming out. It first out. came out, I was like, uh, it, it, it took me a long time. I, to I actually one. was stagnant with Twitter too when it first came out too. Like that was around was, our time, but I but was, that was for us. Yeah, though. it was. I was, I was still, even early, then. Well, was no, like, y'all yeah. from Rochester, so y'all just y'all late. What the hell? That's what they I won't accept that. That's some bullshit. Don't do it. Don't do it. We're gonna carry on. I'm coming back. Rochester niggas still got pagers, nah. but um, now nah, it was just the fact that it was just like like Twitter hey. came out and it's like, man, this ain't MySpace, I, I, this ain't Facebook. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's the Rochester way. Hate <laughs> on all the new shit. Now see, that's that, crazy. I won't. That's crazy. I, I, I can't. I plead the fifth on that one, but <laughs> I'm not gonna accept the first things. Fuck no. It's that niggas out there with pagers. Ain't nobody on nobody block with no goddamn two way talking about next tail chirp, no page. I mean, I had it too. No man. Palm Pilot. He definitely did. That shit was fire. I missed the sidekick. I, I, I would get a sidekick. That sidekick. Ooh, and flip that thing open. I would well, definitely get like, a sidekick. Man, you feel like you was up on but technology for real. But that's the thing. We were the sidekick era. Like, sidekicks right. came out when we were still in high school. But what yeah. I'm talking about is like Kick, BBM, all yeah, of that. Like, BBM came out before Kick. Kick came out a little bit later than that. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, Kick came out maybe 08, 09, 07. Nah, later than that. No, it was nah, like nah. later than that. I mean, I like it it's like around like oh nine. Kick, kick was before 2012. I'm telling y'all. I don't know about that scene. Kick was because it was early, but you ain't really start seeing it like back in my T-Mobile days. I had a kick. I did things through kick. I mean, I had I had kick around like 22, 23 for sure. Like I don't know. We could look it up. I guess the the fact check, but I'm certain that that shit was. On like 2010-ish Like Maybe even 09 Interesting But yeah I look at stuff like that And I feel like Yeah Kick came out October 19th It was opened Like the website Was set up October 19th 2010 Okay And it didn't get It's large following Until 2012 Yeah around 22 Okay so it got popular Then I was on it When it wasn't popular Though for sure But um But yeah man When you look at stuff Like that I know being 25 whenever the newest thing comes out and feeling a little bit left out or feeling like, eh, that ain't for me. Mm-hmm. I could see where, you know, the disconnect is. Because I know with myself, I feel weird going to the club now and seeing niggas doing TikTok dances. Like, that's my sign where I'm like, maybe I'm at the wrong venue. Facts. Definitely have walked that- in and walked out so many times at spots now. Yeah, like seeing people do TikTok dances in the middle of the dance floor make me want to leave. Or, like, certain types of things look... The moment I see it in my head, I'm like, oh, these are children. Mm-hmm. Nah, for real. That, and I feel like thing. there's also a more drastic difference between, like... I think the pandemic aged people. And if we look at somebody who's 25 today, right? Let's say 25 today or... Yeah. Hypothetically, that means that when the pandemic hit, they were what? 21, 22? Right. Mm, the pandemic was 2020? Yeah. So, so if they're 25 it's 2023. Yeah, you say if they're 25 Yeah, now. they were 22. Yeah. 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 So, like, that's a crazy time frame to be <clears throat> sitting at home, reevaluating life, going through what, what we all went through, that whole shutdown and all of that, dealing right. with the family. all. Damn, those and then when you're looking at, yeah, and those are key years of your going out and all of that. Mm-hmm. So while everybody else is like, all the younger people, I felt like the younger demo got even younger. Because if you look at from TikTok to the way the music is or whatever, you look at like the Uzis, the Playboy Cardis, the 
the um I don't know what you would call that music, but that electronic sound, the well, the, rock. It's it's pretty much rap rock type. I told you alternative. It's not, uh, it's not even rock. Though. Well, it's, it's, it's more al- like it's alternative rap. I told you what I what I said last episode. I I would consider alternative rap because they're rapping, but they're using like heavy metal ed- elements to some degree. They're using rock elements. No, they're I'm using, not. I'm not denying that, mm-hmm. but I'm saying what sets them apart from other people who do that same thing. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people like X. Used, same too. I say the but same. But that. But. X's sound is not Uzi sound, and X's sound is also not Playboy Cardi's sound. I'm saying the thing that sets them a little bit more apart than the others is that it's more so tailored to the 10 second clip. Their records are tailored to the the, the TikToker because when you think about it, the repetition, the fact that you pretty mm-hmm. much get the whole song within 15 seconds. Right. Oh yeah, I got it crazy. Yeah. If and we the do tempo it. is faster and everything. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it that way, I think. Low key, I could see that the 25 year old today feels more separate from their 21 year old counterpart than we did when we were 25 and we had a homie who was 21. I feel like that gap is a bigger gap. It's where for sure. I could see that. Yeah, nah, that's that's because we shared music like 25, 21. For the most part, we shared swag, we shared music, we shared. We still were of the same cloth. I feel like today there's such a huge gap. Once you breach that 25, 26 oh, layer yeah. to like what's happening younger, that it's harder to communicate. The lingo is different. The The movements are different. The thoughts are different. The beliefs are different. You know how I knew when I was disconnected, when I started seeing people wear dirty ups, like they was uh, Chuck T- old Chuck Taylors, bro. Oh, the, yeah. the, the dirty Air Force Ones, bro. When I first seen him for the first time, I was like, that is a crime. Shout yeah, no, that hurt my heart. Uh, <laughs> that is a crime. That's Chicago shit, though. That's, uh, Shout out to the hipsters. The dirty Air Force Ones. Mm-hmm. They, they they call those, uh, what? They don't even call them uh, Air Force Ones anymore. They call them G-Fazos. Oh, they definitely do. All right, but jumping into uh, the topics that we got for today, man. First mm-hmm. things first, the Oscars. None of us watched it, if we're going to be honest. Uh, not, I, like, none of us took not. the time to watch it. Most people didn't. But, um... You know, a lot of people finally got the awards that they've been fighting for for a, a, a large portion of their careers. Um, but the main one that didn't, and everybody was talking about it, was Angela Bassett. Now, Angela yeah. Bassett, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Black Panther as Queen Ramonda. Mm-hmm. She lost to Jamie Lee Curtis. And Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, of course, showed support. Uh, they were presenters later on in the show, and uh, Michael B. Jordan hit her with the "Hey Auntie" while he was on stage, and said that you know we we love you and we support you. All the black folk, of course, understood where that the head right, nod, the, right. the you know we got you. Uh, um, and it was a dope moment, and you even saw like everybody who was black who was there took a a big group photo together. That was really dope. That's fine. Um, an article came out though, and I thought it was mad interesting by the root. The Root wrote an article about Michael B. Jordan calling her auntie and especially calling her that in a public forum. Now, the article was talking about how a lot of famous women over the past few years and most recently, a lot of these uh, quotes are from 2019. But a lot of uh, famous black women have come out to say that they actually find the term auntie offensive. Um, and it was interesting. I don't know if it, did y'all get a chance to read the article? I, yeah. I posted. Yeah, I checked it out. I 
for for me, I learned something. I didn't know auntie was used derogatory at all at any point in life, but I did see, I guess, the whites would say auntie or, or, or unk in terms of disrespect towards older blacks or yeah. elder blacks. Never. I didn't know that. Never knew me that. Yeah, I, that, was, that was new to me. Before getting into what I feel, I'm, I'm conflicted with it, but I respect it from what I read. Is that why we had that syrup? The Aunt Jemima? <laughs> yeah. They took her name. I they, know. They, I they, they, they removed yeah. her. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's a good valid point. It, it makes sense. And that syrup was... And uh, what was it? Uncle Ben? Oh, Uncle yeah. Ben's yeah. rice. Good yeah. One. Good one. That's good a good one. one. That's a good one. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, well, that's those are the first that would come to mind, and I, I didn't know that those were... A diss, Uncle Luke. Like I didn't know it was a. No, I'm just joking. Shout out to Uncle Luke, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't know that that was a slight at at all to us. You know what's funny? When I when mm. I read it, my first thought, because my first thought was like, okay, let me get educated and see like what's their mm-hmm. reasoning. Because at the end of the day, people are allowed to say what offends them. That's correct. That makes sense, I, and and especially if they they're given the platform to talk about it, I have no problem learning about it. What I didn't like was two things. First thing, I read it and I was like, so it's derogatory because, you know, white people in the past used to use that as a derogatory term towards older black people. So why the hell would it be derogatory for us to say it? Because that's not even the conversation. Because in my head, I'm like, the same way I could, like, clearly a white dude calling me the N-word in the the airport, I'm, I'm wilding the fuck out, but... Like a right. black person looking at me and saying it is going to be a different thing, especially being somebody who's from like Oprah Southern. She has Southern roots. She has a ton of people in her family who are Southern. Ava DuVernay. She's not somebody who's never been around black people or don't understand how black people talk. So for you to watch a, a young black person call you auntie or call you unk and take it and flip it in your mind to equate the same thing as a as a white person saying it to you. Is a weird ass yeah. game and, to me, yeah. and right. And I feel, and there's this the side I'm conflicted about because again, I respect the opinion, and if what offends you, offends you. You feel me? But what makes me con- conflicted about it is, we know it's a term in a, of endearment in, in our community, and you know if if anybody call you unk or auntie, you know that it's not a slight if they're black. Nobody, exactly. nobody black. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, nobody black that's ever existed that, to my knowledge, calls anybody unk or aunt that's black in a slight. That's actually respect. If they don't have respect for you or, like, some kind of love or, like, uh, again, some kind of garner of respect for you, you're not even getting unk or aunt. You're getting person, them, they, him, he, she, you feel me? Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I that was the part that got me conflicted. But, I mean, yeah. you know, I respect my <clears throat> elders if my aunt's, only you want to be acknowledged as auntie, but people who are not my actual aunts feel like that's offensive. I would respect that, but this is not knowledge to me. Yes, I, I feel I, like um, like it is like a, a, a honor to our elders, and I feel like most time when we use it, it's because we're putting someone in the same category as our own aunties and uncles. So you know, if, if I have an uncle. And, you know, you know, my uncle does this and he's this figure in my life. And then I meet someone who's around my uncle's age and they're giving me the same wisdom and knowledge. I'm going to look at him as like an uncle. Yeah, I appreciate it. Unk. Thanks. Unk. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We, we, we say aunt and auntie all the time to, to people who not actually blood related, but are like close to the family because they are in, you know, our aunts and uncles range of age. Yeah. It's a position of wisdom. It's a position right. of 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 stature. 
Re- correct. Respect. I I would never. I could never see how you could take that as disrespect, other than maybe you're insecure about your age. But that's a whole nother that, thing. You, another can mm-hmm. of worms. That was this, that was what I was gonna bring in. The second thing, because remember I said there was two things I found weird about the article. The second one, mm-hmm. when Oprah opened up a little bit more and talked about how she felt about the term one of the things that she mentioned was except if I'm in Africa where it's the custom for everybody to refer to anyone older as sister or auntie depending on the age difference and there no one refers to anyone older by their first name out of respect here's what I don't understand right if you can understand that that is their custom over there in that country that you are not from, how do you live here, grow up here, be around the people here and say, yeah, I get that that's y'all custom, but fuck you. But I'm going to go to all I'm going to go to this other place and I'm a rock with it. That there's a there's something that strange, man. That doesn't click. It, it don't click. And for me, especially when she described it, she was like, well, you know, over there, they say that as a term of endearment and they don't call elders by their first name. I'm like, bro, that sounds exactly like the reasoning of why people do that here. OK, so let me ask <laughs> exactly. you, Cass, um, you're the lady of the room here. So, right. Chef got a son. What if he refers to you as auntie? Is that offensive? I mean, not at all. The way I look at you guys are like brothers, you know, so that would, I would see why he would look at me as a, a, a auntie figure. Now, when he becomes 12, not to give his age away, but when he becomes 12, him calling you auntie, is that offensive? Because you're going to be older, so think like that. Is that going to be offensive now? I mean, no, especially if he's already been doing it. I wouldn't. I was just I was asking from you mainly just to see where a woman maybe to try to get where a woman is getting offended other than maybe she just doesn't like the age thing. I think that's really the main thing of it because if we're looking at it like even when when you read deeper into the article, one of the things that Ava DuVernay said was, you know, when I hear Auntie, my first thought is, am I really that old? And I'm what, can one of y'all uh, Google Ava DuVernay's age real quick for me, please? That's but she's thirty something, <clears throat> right? Ain't no way she ain't no guy. That's I'm, why you I'm gotta kidding. say. I think I'm it just kidding. depends on what, how you're brought up. That's why you gotta say TT because it sounds younger. I think it's just how you're brought up. You know what I mean? If it's something where you're, let's just say like your parents are only only an only child. Obviously, you're not gonna have an aunt or uncle or any of that, and then you're not accustomed to it, but. I don't think there's an age <clears throat> stamp on on being in that position. Um, I agree. Yeah. I've, like I said, I've been an uncle most of my life just by, again, the way my family dynamic works. So I could never see where it's offensive for somebody else black calling me unk because I'm older bro, than them. Bro, bro, bro. Ava DuVernay is 50 years old. Oprah Winfrey is 69 years old. Mm-hmm. At that point, you qualify for grandma. I'll just buy like, <laughs> You worry about auntie? I was trying to hold back, but it, he, hey. You worry about auntie? <laughs> right. You about three years away from AARP. You, oh, dang. Come on, man. But it's true. <laughs> Bro, don't they get 50% off at Denny's Moons Over Miami? I used to read my mind. Your citizenship is, is there for you. Sure. Now Ava's only fifty. Right? Ava's only fifty. No, I'm talking about Oprah's you mad because they calling you T.T.? Auntie. Right. Auntie, yeah, my Auntie's Auntie. nice. Not T.T., Auntie. Because they, 
They could you could be referred to as an old ass lady, <laughs> <laughs> elder stateswoman, which is elder stateswoman is crazy. Elder stateswoman make it sound like she's 120, bro. <laughs> she just sit on a fucking mountain. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. You know, this this conversation reminds me of uh, working in customer service when I was younger and coming across people who hate when you use sir and ma'am. Oh, my Lord. And how hard those conversations be when you're somebody who's already pre-programmed to like, especially you're dealing with somebody, bro, they be whole 70 year old lady talking about no nah, don't call don't call me ma'am ma'am is my mother i'm like bitch your mom is dead or like, I, I ain't damn. that old to be calling me ma'am yeah like goddamn like dude be 80 years old talking about no nah, don't call me sir sir was my father <laughs> like, don't ever talk to me like that i hang up <laughs> Sir was my father. Like, bro, what? No, Moses was his father. <laughs> this, this, this how you know an age check. No, what? Well, hold on, hold on. Yo, I got pulled over one time, right? And uh, it was a female cop, and I could not stop saying sir. <laughs> Yo, she was mad, bro. She was mad. Because I never called no cop, ma'am. Like, okay. What you need, ma'am? What you like? It was weird, yeah, bro. So I, I kept terrible. saying "sir," and every time I said it, like I just seen this look on her face, like, and she was like, "I'm not a sir, I'm a man." And I was like, oh, "My bad." Like I'm like, I don't even want to look at you, really. I'm not. <laughs> I just see you from a side peripheral. Like I'm just trying to get my paperwork, yeah, you know. But it's crazy. You gonna get canceled? They gonna be like, yeah. "That's because he don't respect women." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey man. The misogyny hey, man. wouldn't let him that hey, bastard. Hey. How could you? You don't respect a woman in uniform. Yeah, she, See, she that's was the problem pissed. with you. She was getting mm-hmm. pissed for real. And I and I get and it was to a point I was doing it by mistake, so I'm like, oh dang. Ma'am, sir. Yo, ma'am, oh, her. okay. So I got in trouble at Apple like that when um there was a lady on the phone with a deep voice and I kept forgetting it was a lady. Mm. And I kept accidentally saying sir and, and like freezing. And she was like, it's okay. And she, she was like, it's okay. Everybody does that. And I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Well, yeah, with that voice. You should see that when it happens at the barbershop. When you can't tell if it's a girl or a boy. Usually the younger age, like you, sometimes you can't tell if it's mm-hmm. a girl or a boy. Bro, you, <laughs> you, see, you, you better they them. You better they them. They them. You, That's it. You. Oh, man. They look adorable. I be talking like it's four motherfuckers in front. Oh, they or them. Yep. All they them. Now it was just messed up because the barber next to me, he was like, "Oh, I didn't know you had a a, a daughter or whatever," and it was a boy. <laughs> I was like, Dude. "Oof." And yeah. parents, and par- it, it, parents like be getting 15. hot. Parents be getting hot about that. Right. It's only acceptable at like infant and like small, small toddler age. Like with the whole like if a. If a little boy or um, got really long hair, you feel me? They that was could, my brother. My like, brother I, I was called. It, yeah, my, my brother was called yeah. she for like years. So funny story. My mom was at the airport, right? And Patty LaBelle seen her from a distance. And she was like, oh, you got a cute kid. That, um, You know, she thought I was a little girl uh, initially because I had really long hair as a child or whatever. She seen me all close. Oh, no. He reminded me of my son, actually. Gave me a kiss on the cheek. My mom and them chopped it up for a little bit, and they, they kept it moving. So that's just a possibility with little kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that used to happen to my little brother all the time. People always thought that um, he was a little girl. Like, that was for years. He had long hair as mm-hmm. a kid? I got you. He had long hair. He had very, very, like, feminine features on his face. Like, his face was my mom's face. So it was like, you couldn't really tell. Yeah, it looked like a lot like on my mom, too. Yeah, so they were like, oh, my gosh, your daughter looks just like you. And we were getting mad, and he had a 
deep voice for a kid too. You'd be like, "Really? I'm a boy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he dealt with yeah, it even like when he was old mad. enough to talk. See, yeah, it was only it was only really like I said, I was literally like probably two. Nah, bro, Lira was like eight, nine. Okay. <laughs> like, nah, I had a I'm a boy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it just killed me because of that story. How excited she be about them Patty Labelle cakes and pies. Well, it's, it's <laughs> first sweet potato pie, boy. And don't hey, you them, dare them Patty's pies be hit. They do hit though. Boy. I want to say Auntie right now, and I can't. I don't even know if I can, bro. <laughs> Auntie Patty Labelle. I don't think Miss Patty Labelle. I mean, no disrespect. If you don't want to be called Auntie, you let me know. I'll stop. But keep making them pies. But, oh, them pies coming. I be promoting the hell out of them pies. Man, let's go ahead and close out all this uh, Oscar talk, though. Okay, yeah, Um, let's get to it. Big congrats to Brendan Fraser. I don't know if y'all are Brendan Fraser fans, but I love the movie The Mummy. I love George of the Jungle. He's the main character in The Mummy? Oh, yeah, he's a good actor. He's a good actor. Yeah, man, and to be honest, he's been in Hollywood for the longest, and especially, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have read up about the kind of hardships that he's went through with mental health and weight and all of that. He went through a lot, and like... Back, uh, apparently there was a lot of like backroom stuff that was affecting his career. People trying to abuse him, things of that nature. But he came out on the other side, and and maybe the last two years, a lot of people on the internet have been like really supportive of him. Like people following so, him uh, and kind of sending him, you know, love messages and stuff like that on on social media, telling him, you know, keep going. We're all rooting for you, this and that. And so to see him win was like a big thing because i remember i was you know i don't i didn't watch the oscars but i remember being on twitter and just watching a whole bunch of people like he became a trending topic that night Oh, okay and a whole bunch of people just celebrating it like they like you know like they won right it felt like all of his supporters won too and he even said it in his um award speech he was like you know thank you guys he thanked his family he thanked god and all that but he was like and i gotta thank my 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 internet family it's like you know all my internet friends thank you guys he was like i see it all i read it all like thank you it makes a real difference so like seeing him win felt like a big win for the good guys you know those moments mm-hmm. where somebody who wins and you're just like damn it's not even yeah. about the art in for a split he, second it's more like it. this is a guy who's been through so much that you like he needed this right mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah so you, you you want to see those people who had like big shortcomings you know you know yeah, come man. up come up like that shout out to shout out to him yeah and um of course you know jimmy kimmel was the host a lot of people say he did a good job he had a uh, monologue where he touched on the uh, oscar slap and we're gonna go ahead and play a few clips out of that right now if anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show you will be awarded the oscar for best actor (laughs) and permitted to give a 19 minute long speech No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing. (laughs) Sit there and do absolutely nothing. (laughs) Maybe even give the assailant a hug. And if any of you get mad at a joke and decide you want to come up here and get jiggy with it, a few of my friends are going to have to get through first. You're going to have to get through the heavyweight champ, Adonis Creed, before you get to me. (laughs) Michelle Yeoh, before you get to me gonna have to beat the mandalorian before you get to me but yeah um you know he had his few jokes about the slap which i don't know i think it was well written i think i think think he did a good job 
He didn't go too ham on Will, but he he definitely gave him the pow pow he deserved. A quick, you know, yeah. reminder of nigga, you was wallet. Yeah, it nah. was well scripted, man. I just don't think that it should have been brought up though. He he Why? did great, and it needed to be addressed because that's the elephant in the room. You know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> then I don't know. It's just like we sit here and we look at it as okay. I know, I know. You know, Chris Rock said he didn't want to be a victim to it, but we treat it <clears throat> as like a, a victimized situation, and then we make fun of it. You feel what I'm saying? That's kind of like someone going through something, and now we joke about it. Like if we're gonna treat it as serious as it was supposed to be, then why are we joking about it? Well, and maybe this is the comedian side of me that looks at it this way, but I feel like majority of comedy is the idea of making light of serious situations, and especially the most serious, the most deadly of situations are where we look for that silver lining, because that's where the art is. The art is in that bending of taking the pain, taking the the seriousness of the situation and finding a silver lining to look at it from a different angle. And especially, I'll say this, as a showman, like as somebody who writes scripts, who writes things, let's say hypothetically we have a podcast episode, some crazy shit happens or whatever. If you think I'm not talking about it the next episode, you done lost your motherfucking mind. I'm definitely making right. a comment about what just happened the last episode. Right. Like, I don't know. Well, I just feel like the Oscars ain't the place for it. I don't know why I feel that way. I feel like that's like a place of honor, like being honored and reward. And I feel like just putting so certain jokes in between it is like unnecessary. I, I, I said that about the slap itself. Like I'll definitely what Will did, like getting up there and whooping ass is not like, yes, the Oscars is not for that. But I will say this when it comes to like jokes, especially jokes at like people's expense, jokes that are like off color, wild. The Oscars is also the place where. It's gonna get out. What, not mm. only is gonna get out, but they usually hire specific hosts because it get like, like that. that yeah. It's supposed to get like that. Like that's the one night of the year where you got to think the people that are in the Oscars. It, it feels different now because it's twenty twenty three. Let's rewind the clock. It's the year two thousand. You know who would be at the Oscars? John Motherfucking Travolta. It would be Tom Cruise. It would be Angelina Jolie. Mm. It would be like these are. The pantheon gods of entertainment. These are people who spend their entire year getting their ass kissed, getting chased after, getting loved after all these. Like, this is the one day of the year where you hire somebody who is a court jester and his job is to shoot them down and give you <laughs> a nice little shot to your ego for one night. Yeah. Um, Reggie spot on with that with that explanation. I was gonna say the same thing to to add on to that. Like they they're gonna they hire specific. You just pay attention to like the Oscars host. They typically or any award show for for that matter. If you're being frank about it, like they're gonna get somebody who they feel like can be um, funny, can provide comedic value, but know how to be clean. They not clean and edgy, without teetering uh, the line of going too far. Yeah, they 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 like that, and that needed to be addressed. Somebody was gonna do it anyway. Why not have your host, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, a seasoned vet who's a you know awesome show host. Um, he's he's very successful at what he do. Let them write their joke, get it off, address the elephant in the room, so we could carry on. Plus, there's probably a petty part of it too. If I was somebody who you know, let's say I'm part of the Academy. And I'm part of like whoever sets the script up for, yeah. for the night or whatever. I definitely want you yeah. reiterating to motherfuckers that this is not the place for that because I pointed this out before, but I, like I feel like a lot of people forget 
the Oscars is a job for the host. Correct. So that means when Chris Rock got slapped, if Chris Rock was not Chris Rock, right? Let's say this was somebody who had no ties to Will, who had no mm-hmm. ties to the black community, who had no ties to nothing. Chris could have not only sued Will, he could have turned around and sued the Academy because their job is to keep him safe. He got hurt on their premises. Right. He could have stuck everybody up for millions. He could have really like wild out for real. Yeah. Will went back to his seat comfortably. That wasn't supposed to go down like that guy. Absolutely bless it did, not. But no, that was supposed to be security, you know, a, a dust up where they getting him. That's up out of multiple there. lawsuits. That's the fact that I got touched is one lawsuit. The fact that nothing happened to him is another lawsuit. The fact that he got the award after that humiliation, all the time, like you can literally and I didn't even think about all of this. Now that we're spelling it out, right? Can you imagine being his attorney? I'd be smiling like the Cheshire Cat, bro. We got everything. You could literally go on Twitter, go on Instagram, go on all these, search Chris uh, Chris Rock's name, and pull everything that's Oscars related, and just dump it as evidence, and be like, "This is what happened because y'all didn't keep him safe, because y'all didn't da 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 da." If I was, let's say, the head of the Academy, all of that would be on my mind this year, and be like, "We narrowly dodged one of the biggest, craziest, unwinnable lawsuits ever." Because of you. Nah, I'm making sure these jokes, like, I want I want people to understand that this will not happen again. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like it shouldn't have been talked it, about. Like, and I don't watch the Oscars much, but it just always seemed like, especially when it comes to, and not to make it a race thing, but like black people, is that like in the Oscars, it always seems like, like black people are the butt of the jokes. Whether it's Mike Tyson biting someone's ear off and stuff like that, like not time has passed. People joked about it, but it's like, you know, it we we talk so much about like laughing at people's pain, but what about the other person on the end of it? You know what I mean? That's a good I, point. That would be I, a good point if them niggas wasn't showing their ass in the first place. Like, let's if we're gonna talk about it, right? If Mike Tyson bites somebody's ear, O.J. Simpson murders a white woman, all these people do these things, and then the jokes come out at the Oscars the year after, right? My thing is, who's the villain? The person who tells the joke after you showed your ass? Or, like, when do we start looking at accountability of, like, niggas is wildin'? Because when Mel Gibson did his, you know, homophobic speech, all of that, he was thrown up on the floor, made fun of his daughter, all of that. The next year, they toasted, smoked smoked Mel Gibson. I I was definitely going to add on and say the same thing of, like, I feel where... What you're saying makes sense, but in in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't only just to this point because they smoke whites too. Like they don't, there's no color thing in that because the Oscars is a job. So you sh- if you show your ass and if you're a media person or like a a, a star, um, anything like that that could show up for the Oscars, you do some wild shit. They're gonna talk about it, or there's a good chance there's there's some things that they gloss over and things like that but there's a good chance that there's a joke coming about it bro they made fun of tom cruise's religion like that's the the amount of scientology jokes that came out about tom cruise and think about it yeah we might look at them as oh they goofy they this and that but that's his literal religion that's like going up and making fun of like buddha allah yeah you know god or whatever like they didn't hold back from tom cruise's religion or any other hollywood person who followed that religion or whatever like it doesn't matter what it is the jokes is going to run. Like, usually, if if it's something that's racially 
leaning on one side and not happening to the other, I would agree with you. But we, right, we've right. seen too many white people get smoked over right. the years for, for what they did. So my thing is, as black people, we do this thing, selective outrage, just like what Chris Rock was talking about, yeah. where we'll watch a comedian make fun of three people but only feel a way about the person that looks like us. And we got to, we, we, yeah. like, we got to watch that. Yeah. I mean, see, my, my perspective of it is just like, you know, I guess just from hearing y'all, like, if I didn't really know what the Oscars was about, I would think the Oscars was a joke. There's a place where people go and joke and make jokes about all the celebrities and things that have happened. And it sounds like one big comedy show. So where is the professionalism in it when it's like, you're going up there to win an Oscar, which is supposed to be like a real major award. Well, uh, okay. Even you, the, even the ESPN, whatever, is kind of turned into that. Where now it's like, let's make a joke of. I'm pretty sure next year in the ESPN thing, we're gonna hear a hundred million John Morant jokes. You yeah, but that, that's uh, the nature of award shows. I was just gonna hmm. ask, have you ever been to an award show? Have you ever like how many of these award shows have you seen? Because that's the way that it's set up. Right. There's there's half of it is giving these people who are well-deserved in their categories their awards, but the other part of it is it's still a show, and the showmanship is the job of the host, the host and the writers. That's where the comedy comes in. So it's all about a balance. Comedic relief is something that they really want because of, yes, you're right, it's going to get serious. There's going to be tearjerkers, um, you know, serious speeches, people having heartfelt situations. Like we there's people that discussing. pass away. There's all, all types all, of All types of that. So, yes, there's a time and time for that seriousness, but jokes are going to be it, too. And just like you were saying, you just want to watch it with, I'm not saying that for you, Chef, but of where it could, it'll sound like selective outrage because they're talking, the joke happened to be about somebody that looked like you. Everybody gets it. From what I've seen, at least in a lot of these award shows, everybody everybody gets it. Nobody's short of it, you know what I'm saying, of, of getting, like, roasted, joked on. Yeah, I think, I will say this, though. Um, Chef's point of view, it, it matters because I do feel like, and right, I, feel, right. I feel this every time I read comment sections. Right. There's a ton of people who don't, like, who not only don't watch, you know, the Oscars, the SBs, the this, the mm-hmm. that, but they literally have no clue what how award ceremony, like the 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 planning, the process, and you see that in a lot of whether it be mm-hmm. the commentary, the opinions, and things of that nature. Even um last year when the slap happened, there were a lot of people who didn't understand that Will is actually part of the the committee, like he mm-hmm. was actually a member. Yeah, I learned. Well, I learned that in. People didn't too. know. A lot of people didn't know that, yeah. and a, a lot of people also didn't know that being being a member also includes show planning, which means that Will knew sitting in those specific seats, the like part of how the show is planned and part of how everything is set up. You sit those people who are going to get cracked on in specific seats way up in the front, correct? So that the camera can hit them right. when the jokes hit them. So that that is also what, you know, there's a lot of people who's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. The Oscars need to move on. They need to let it go. They need to let it go. Well, not really, because it's kind of like this. We're podcasters. We understand what the show consists of. It's kind of like one of us planning something with somebody and then putting hands on that person while they're working. Right. There, it's It's a lot more serious than people think it is. And it's a lot more scripted as far as like the situation right. than what people think. So people think he's just some guy 
who went out for a good night with his wife. His wife uh, got hit with a joke. Nobody saw it coming, and then he lashed out. That's not the real story. The real story is this is a guy who knew the deal, which is why he laughed at first. This is a guy who knew that this is just part of the game. But something happened. Something, a switch flipped in him, and he decided to go off the rails and put hands on people. Yo, that is not right. fucking okay. And that's that's why, not that's regular. That's why it was seen as a joke at first. Like, oh, yeah, this is staged. You this know has I mean? to be that's, staged. That's what I this yeah. has to be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because in reality, it's like, yo, if we really. I remember there was. When it first happened, I called Sheem. And when I did the breakdown of Sheem, what Sheem said had me rolling. Because Sheem was like, yo, I didn't know a lot of these details. But he was like, the way you just described this to me, this man is a fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. Like. To somebody who really knows what's going on, this dude lost his mind. Yeah, that was not okay. (laughs) (laughs) That whole shit was just... I was mind-boggled by it. We had a good talk about that shit. Yeah, most definitely. But, hey, um, (laughs) we're about to take a quick quick little break before we jump back into it, man. Time to get the vibes going. Let's get it. Mic check one two one two, and we live. Let's go. again thank you everybody for rocking with us for this episode man we are nowhere near done we're just at our quick little halftime getting our energy up this is roosevelt strangers let's go
yet again, thank you, everybody, for listening, man. We're just trying to get the vibes up, get the energy going. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Reggie Days Radio. Roosevelt, strangers, man, y'all already know, man, Reggie Days Radio always hitting y'all upside the head with the jams, jumping right into the next topic, so we got a uh, quick clip that we're going to go ahead and review, let's get to it. You want to know the scientific reason why you should never hit the snooze button? Let me hit you with some neuroscience here. Two words, sleep inertia. When you hit the snooze button, you're awake. And as the alarm turns off, your brain then drifts back into sleep. And here's the thing that researchers have figured out. When you drift back to sleep after you've woken up, your brain starts a sleep cycle. And sleep cycles take 75 to 90 minutes to complete. So when that alarm goes off again in nine minutes and you're like, oh my God, like, have you ever noticed you're like in deep sleep when you drift back to sleep? That's because you're nine minutes in to a 75 minute sleep cycle. That groggy, exhausted feeling that you have, that's not a function of how well you slept. That's you and me being an idiot for hitting the snooze button and putting our brain in a state of sleep inertia. And it takes your brain about four hours to get through that groggy ass feeling. When the alarm rings, get your ass out of bed. All right, so how y'all feel about that? <laughs> I already told she earlier, I need my extra 15 goddamn minutes. I don't give a fuck what she got to say. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's, it makes sense, though, because that sleep that you get after you've officially woken up is never worth it. And you always feel way worse than if you would have got up, bro. I've mm. never felt better hitting the snooze. I can't. I don't know. I've never felt better hitting the snooze button. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Sometimes, like, I hit the snooze button. I hit it a couple times, and I feel I feel a little bit more rejuvenated than if I had just gotten up at that point in moment. I, I feel personally. And it's just like, you know, once you got – I mean, I feel like you, you train yourself to certain situations. When you used to waking up and, and going to sleep and waking up and going to sleep in, in such short moments, I think you kind of start to train yourself to be able to like wake up and go to sleep, especially when you have like uh, nephew nieces and nephews and, and or you babysitting or you got little sisters and stuff like that, like you tend to wake up and then just be able to go back to sleep. What you well, what you describing is more so getting used to being sleep deprived. That's not. I don't think that's like uh, something yeah. to be proud of. That don't like, make it healthy. <laughs> like especially when you talk about like 
parents, especially parents of like newborns or younger kids and stuff like that, like you train your body, your body gets used to being sleep deprived or people, military people, people yeah. who live certain types of lifestyles like that's not the optimal thing. That's not how true. the that's not how the regular human body works. It's just you figured out a way to like fuck yourself up enough where you're used to something that's different. Reprogram. But that's not how the body works. Right. That makes sense. I don't like short naps in general. I think I can't do like, oh, let me take a fifteen a thirty minute nap. I'm gonna wake up so tired. Oh, now nah, them thirties be cool. See, I'm the opposite. I, I feel like them short naps yeah. make you get up better. Like you feel way more energetic. Cause when I sleep long, I want to. I want to stay lazy. I want to stay in bed longer. But when it's I'm not like short moment, I'm saying at least f- four cause, hours. Yeah, because like she was, well, not even four hours. Like what she said was a sleep cycle could be seventy five minutes. Uh-huh. Like I could do seventy five minutes makes more sense to me than twenty five. 25 right. minutes is crazy because I feel like when I wake up, I'm going to be like drained. I'm going to feel I, sluggish. I see what she's saying though on the scientific side because I've seen it where like it's a it's a struggle sometimes, especially, you know, I'll, you know, I'll fall out quick and it might be 20, 25 minutes and then trying to wake your body up takes long. Uh, hence why it might affect your mood. Hence why, you know, you might be a little cranky or whatever. Like when you when you wake up in a 20 minutes, cause I know speaking for myself. When I take those short naps, gotta leave me alone, or, or I'm gonna be super irritable with that. And it makes sense now listening to this lady speak and giving us some information. You see, the thing with me is, once that alarm goes off, there's there's no going back to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's that that whole 15 minutes, five minutes snooze time frame. I'm just thinking about how it's it's about to go off just now. That's one. But I remember a long time ago, like um. I had heard about um. You ever heard about the the eight minute Navy Seal nap? Nah, nah. Give it nah, to I it. Put us on. So long story short is you kind of lay down on a flat surface, like on the floor, put your legs up, and you fall asleep within like maybe like a minute or two. But within eight minutes after that, you feel really refreshed. You know what I mean? Like it gives you energy, all of that. It's like a power nap, but um. It, it, it tends to work and give you power to go on for like a next 24 hour kind of thing versus like that's interesting that's, that must be what I'd be doing then that's a real thing that they <laughs> lay down and but I, I was gonna say I feel like I was gonna say I feel like that's a blood circulation thing though it's because in those 8 minutes it's not long enough for you to have actually fallen into a deep sleep plus with the circulation, because mm. think about it, majority of your day, you're right side up. When you're sitting down, when you're standing up, whatever, you're right side up. When you lay down to go to sleep or take a nap, you're sitting flat. So that's not boosting circulation. But what would boost it with your legs up, your circulation is literally being aided by gravity at that point. So that does, like, it, it makes sense when you think about it, when you think about the human body. If you walk into somebody's room and they sleep with their legs up, you're going to think they... That's like a mother. <laughs> Slam the shit out that door. <laughs> but it's only eight minutes though. <laughs> this sleep all kinds of ways. Well, I, I, I sleep great. Upside too. down, sideways, I, I flip. Sleep, I've slept great, but halfway like on that, halfway on the floor, halfway on the couch. Not like that. Halfway in the car, halfway out the car. All right, see. Halfway in the club, halfway see. out the club. Boy, she ain't supposed to sleep anywhere. That nigga's out cold. Yeah. I sleep good, y'all. Wait, wait. Was you, was y'all, when yeah. we went to that, uh, spent, uh, yeah. that was yeah. my yeah. birthday. Hey, no. Hey, that was my birthday. I 
under the picnic table. It was my birthday. It was. It was. That boy was in that position for real. This nigga was laid out outside like an R and B cover. <laughs> Damn, they just fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. You walk outside, this nigga Sheem in the concrete laid out like Lionel Richie. Yeah, I looking night. crazy. Niggas had his hands crossed, his fingers crossed. Like he was the in the mummy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. That black label nigga, was poison. You, you don't know what happened. <laughs> nah, I'm telling y'all, that black label was poison. I had to get up out of there, bro. That's oh, crazy. Man. Jumping into the next one, though. Next clip. Certain age, you use words that you know from when you were a kid or you remember saying, and that's what I did today, and I shouldn't have. I should have thought about it a little longer before I said it, but I didn't. And I should have said cheated, and I used another word, and I'm really, really sorry. All right, so that was a apology from Whoopi Goldberg for using a term that's deemed offensive. Uh, we're going to go ahead and listen to the clip now. We still believe that he got, you know, gypped somehow in the election. We'll still believe that he cared enough about his wife to pay the, that was gas, pay, you know, to, to pay that money from his personal thing. But I, I just don't understand if... So I know most of y'all did not catch the word that she shouldn't have said in that. So I'm going to let it run one more time. You know, <laughs> gypped somehow. So the word is gypped. Apparently the word gypped is actually a offensive term um, to the gypsy community. Um, gypsy is commonly used to describe the Romani people, but the term carries negative connotations and is a derivative of those connotations that are carried out. When someone is quote unquote gypped, that means that they're defrauded, swindled, cheated, and when it comes to the gypsy community, a lot of people, especially in the Middle East or in, you know, those Eastern uh, continents, they look at gypsies as people who are untrustworthy, people who uh, swindle people, con men, con women, things of that nature. Um, it's interesting because I see a lot of people who are mad. They're like, oh, here we go. Cancel culture. People are being soft again, you know, talking about what offends them. But I will say this, because there's a lot of people who are like, oh, when black people say the word, we're not thinking about no gypsies, this and that. Black people did not invent the word gypped. Let's let's yeah. let's go ahead and knock that out. You know, let's <laughs> let's get that out of there. And second, now that I think about it, it's literally the beginning of the word gypsy. So I can see why that would be a problem. Like it's kind of like right. imagine if anytime somebody, you know, a white person gets robbed or gets fleeced or gets finessed, they'll be like, damn, you nigged me. Like, we, we're not, <laughs> like, we, we not about to, we're not letting that shit slide. That's like, that's crazy. Somebody rob you and they be I, like, oh, I just got nigged. Damn, <laughs> I respect it because I, like, I knew a real live gypsy. Um, and I'm glad I never used the term gypped around here. I might have really pissed her off. Yeah. I, I really, like, no, all jokes aside, though, I, I didn't know that the Romani people were offended by the term gypped. I just know it from a term from, you know, around the way that we use for when somebody come up on somebody. But in retrospect, getting education from whoopsie. I mean, whoopsie. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, that, whoopsie. Was that was a whoopsie. That was a whoopsie. That, that was a whoopsie. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, we find out that it was offensive. My only thing is I feel like it was potentially forced. I feel like potentially the network. I'm not saying 
I do feel like it's possible that this isn't a genuine apology. I hope it is. And if she is being genuine, God bless her soul for being accountable and everything like that. I really respect that. I just feel like it was a network thing. She's on daytime TV. Well, I, I could. It could be both. Uh, it could I, be both. Because hypothetically, if I was at work, you know right? Let's say I'm at work and I pulled something like that and I didn't even know it was, you know. Right, right. That if somebody tells me. I'm not only going to apologize for my job. I'm also going to apologize because, damn, that's crazy. I didn't right. even know that. That's wild. Right. That's why <clears throat> you hear me. I, I could yeah. kind of hear it in her, her tone. Because yeah, even in her tone, you could tell it's like, a, oh, wow. Hey, da, 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 da. Like, you, you, you know, can hear that she just right. learned that. Because she said, I mean, she said, I said it. You know yeah, what I, I mean? I, like, I and definitely I, I said definitely it. Said I, it. I had full responsibility. I just, uh, I didn't know. I don't think the average person knows where that came from because think about it this way. I didn't. I don't think the well, average person has met a gypsy. I ain't put two niggas. There's no niggas that be jipping. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> all, that's, <laughs> and we know. all know niggas that be jipping. Yeah, yeah. Women too. Well, now we can, now we say they be nigging, but I ain't never said that. But niggas I have. be nigging. I have. You I'd have named the episode because niggas did. gonna nig. Niggas gonna nig. If there's one thing that <laughs> niggas gonna do, niggas gonna find a way to nig. But she ain't be nigging. Renigging when we play in spades. <laughs> Yo, That's a good one. Y'all, got, y'all have to stop adding stains and stains. I know. My fault. My fault. My fault. Bro. Y'all smoking. We my got a lot of history. Okay. We got a lot of history. It's okay. But um, but you did nig, renig. I never let that go. If somebody reneges in spades. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I, I'll do it on purpose, though. So well, she done pissed me off. So we've been winning That's a the game. Nasty we about to, to have on your jacket, oh, It is because bro. they'll never let it go. But people who play with me know I can play as well. But it's fine. Into the renege. It don't matter that it, it's on purpose. You, know you saying? still renege, though. That's a, that's the, <laughs> we'll the be, stain. We we'll be whooping the ass, and he, bro, come on, you ain't even have to. The stain is the stain. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'll own up to my. I don't know being immature, but if you find a way to piss me off during spades, I just start doing fuck shit. It's okay. Leave me alone. That's crazy. But yeah, and I think she was genuine about it. I really do. I, it just, like I say, if 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 I had did that, that would have been my expression. If someone, yeah. if like, if I had used that on this podcast, and then someone came in, into the DM and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I don't a know gypsy, you, and I'm a gypsy. Yeah. I don't know if you know that's offensive." I would, I ain't gonna be like, oh, man, forget gypsies. But I'm like, oh, yo, I didn't, I didn't know that. Right. Like, thanks yeah. for the enlightenment. Like, you're right. Like, I, I shouldn't be saying it like that because that, that does come off and appear, you know, to be disrespectful. So I remember when I had uh, Jewish friends. I remember there was a uh, Jewish dude that I knew. His um, grandmother, whenever she would say the word gypsy, she would spit on the ground. Mm-hmm. Afterward. And I remember, like, there was so much hatred that so, so many groups, like, because it wasn't just her. It was, like, there was some Israeli people that I knew that would be like that. Anytime, like, even the word gypsy can come around, they'll spit on the floor after they say the word gypsy. Mm. Damn, that's foul. Yeah. That's so hate. That's I real could, hate. Yeah, that, like, that's that's not play-play that's, hate. That's the real hate. Yeah. Right. So I, I personally, the moment that that, was brought to me like when i saw it i was like damn i immediately thought of those people mm-hmm. i immediately thought of even how they use the term gypsy because sometimes when they'll say gypsy they're not even speaking about a person who is of romani descent or a gypsy they're literally talking about a con man mm-hmm. or they're they literally talking thieves. about sometimes it'll be a woman let's say instead of if a woman is a, a stripper or a woman is uh, a lady of the night you know somebody who's a street walker or whatever yeah they'll they'll literally say She's a gypsy. They'll they'll use that term to to talk about her. They'll be like, "Oh, she dresses like a gypsy." She da 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 da. Like 
Gypsy meant every nasty word that they could make it mean. Right. Mm-hmm. Even to I know some people who believe gypsies are belly dancers. Like they they fully wholeheartedly think that gypsy, when they hear gypsy, gypsy they think of ju- belly, belly dancer, dancers. And that's yeah. just ignorant. So I can understand where people of that descent get you know upset. Yeah. You know, about Was Aladdin a gypsy? You know what? Um, no, those people I, weren't they, Romani. He was not. They weren't Romani. I don't though, know yeah, what they weren't. Were though. there were gypsies in Aladdin yeah, yeah, yeah. though? Correct. There were gypsies that happened he to be in the story. Rat. <laughs> you street rat. Now nah, nah, that's that's crazy. But yeah, man. So I I definitely thought that was a good clip to look at. You know what I I had realized like you have to be careful about how you talk amongst your friends versus when you're in a certain environment and the first time i learned that is was when i think i was in the i might have been like around like no it wasn't sixth grade i think it was around like fourth grade fourth or fifth grade actually and you know how like we we you know once my peoples you know i got i got jamaican relatives and stuff and we bum a clap bum a clap you know stuff like that so when i moved to um georgia i was in the class and i was in spanish class and my teacher kicked me out of Spanish class. And I, I was like, oh, bum my clock. And I didn't know she was Jamaican. <laughs> Bro, I got, I definitely got written up. I got, I got expelled. I didn't get expelled. I got written up and I got suspended. But it was crazy because I didn't think in my head that she was Jamaican because I was in Spanish class. And mm-hmm. I didn't really, you know, me not thinking that, it just came off. And when she, when I seen that she understood the word that had came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you don't know. And I realized that, like, that's just part of life. There's a lot of stuff like music we listen to that we don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. There's terms that people say that they don't know what it means. Like, um, recently, um, Leah brought this up to me. Um, she was like, hey, that that term's wet. She was like, what does it mean in Creole? And I was like, it means, you know, game, play, whatever. And she was like, wait, so the the term, the way that they use it in South Florida, that's not what it means? I, I was like, well, how do they use it in South Florida? She was like, it's like a scheme or like a... We're like going a, to dwet. Yeah, like there's so many different... Like some people use it as a word that means like hoes. So they'd be like, oh, where the dwet's at? Or some people be like... They, I like that one. They I use, wish I could have been using that but one. But you know right. what's crazy? I'm like, yeah, that's not what that word means at all. But it's funny because people just grab things using context clues mm-hmm. and just run with it. Yep. I saw this clip. <laughs> Where did Dwight say? I saw this clip, and Cass is going to get a kick out of this. This was going viral on TikTok, right? And it's about a specific song. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, damn. Hold on. Oh, my God. God, the whole time it's been bad character. Yo, my whole life I've been saying banka ranka. Nah, I knew the lyrics all my life. Forget that. Clearly, of course you, <laughs> you would. Did. But think about how many people you've been around. Nobody be knowing them lyrics that are American, right? Nah. It, it kind of remind me of um. Sh- uh, Shaggy song, um, it wasn't me. It, 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 I think that's what it is, right? Which one? Oh, this one to the kids, to the girl, and with the kids, to 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 the kids, to
or are you talking about Mr. Boombastic? Because I don't know what he's saying through most of it, but that's my jam. That nigga be like, punta puntastic. <laughs> No, it is, it is, role. it is, it is, it wasn't me. It's, I'm not going to lie to you. It's one part of the song. I, I just do not know what the hell he's saying. That's uh, crazy. For you to that, be Jamaican and not know is crazy. That, yeah, yeah. I, shoot. Man, we I, never I, knew I, what, I like we never what Sludum was about when we first used to uh, rap about, you know what I mean? I mean, that's pretty clear. Now that I, no, 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 now that I know, <laughs> I hear it clear, but I never put that together yeah nah me neither i heard a pretty face in boom right <laughs> that was right. it like he said like he said i think i did my own shit i'd yeah. be like bomb, yeah. bomb, bomb, bomb. <laughs> like i wouldn't be saying that shit i just no drop way. out and then come in with Zulu. <laughs> yo, you dumb, yo. Yo, you i don't know what he yelling but i matched the tone yep. yeah i matched the sound the energy that's hilarious. Oh man, I it's, liked that TikTok. That was a good funny. one. That was a good that's one. That's a good one, Reg. No, that's that's really it's so many songs that it made me think about because no, send that to me, bro. Well, Shaggy, would be, <laughs> I'm about to send that. Shaggy to my would mom's. be great for me because he <laughs> send that to me, please. I'm not dissing that great because he makes great music, but sometimes I literally hear a bee buzzing when he's doing his verse. Like, cause of the way he his style, yeah, it sounds like a <laughs> this my so, heat. If I don't know what he's saying, it's a beat buzzer. Uh oh, this is the heat right here. That's when he loses me. <laughs> I always said skinny teeth. <laughs> hey, you remember how you made that Rochester quote earlier? That's Rochester right there, bro. That's what oh, that's, we do. That's what we do. Skinny teeth. Off the two ways. For sure. Like, that nigga got skinny teeth. Skinny teeth. <laughs> I was like, whoever that nigga is, his teeth mad skinny. That's all. Wow. <laughs> It's crazy because it's like when you think and you're like, dog, I don't know, but I've been singing these songs for like decades. There's definitely songs. That's a problem, bro. What's some American songs where we... Like Missy Elliott? Which one? Not even... You ain't even got to go to Missy because Missy, you know, raps a little bit more uh, uh, complex. Yeah. Even... Think about how many people got mad at T-Pain. When he revealed the lyrics of... Oh, Wisconsin? Yeah, like not even Wisconsin... Not even Wisconsin. Okay. It was the, um, I'm going to buy you a drink yeah. and then everybody's like, how is it not ooh wee? Oh, yo. <laughs> it's not ooh wee. I always thought it was ooh wee. No. no. But I remember, I remember when they corrected that. Yeah. I always would be like, <laughs> buy you a drink, ooh wee. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you. So that's not it's no. and then damn. I'm gonna take you home with me right right there. Never got that. Damn, I learn something new every day. <laughs> For real. Shout out to Teddy Pender. Just like bro, I know one song. Me and Cash lock eyes anytime this song come on. Don't play this shit. <laughs> Is it, did I, is this the right one? Yeah. Yeah. 
my crooks, my, my dogs, set rules, set laws. We represent for the lords of yards. I got alone, I feel up my From them a par in a chinchiman How many people don't know what this means? I feel I like most know. people don't well, know. Yeah, I feel I like have... they just hear a B and it sounds catchy, but they have no idea what the song is really about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I didn't have, Do you I had I no see? idea until we had our conversation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's what that means." Mm-hmm. Well, reveal, yeah, and, and for, for the listeners, for those I guess who don't know, I mean, the song is really just it's it's uh it's it's really just. You know, you gotta be sensitive sometimes with, with these trigger alert. Yeah, trigger yeah, alert. There we go. Definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. trigger alert. Um, but it's really just like hating on on gays. Honestly, you know, a, a Chichiman is in in the simple terms is a is a, that's a, a wild name, by the way. It's it's a it's a it's a gay guy. He's a gay man, you know. And and it's one of those things where the, the song is really talking about. Where's the fire? Let me burn them. Like, you know what I'm saying? But then you got people with their hands just like, you know, just just dancing and stuff. And you really have no idea which, what they're talking about. Like, it's it's a... That song is really raw when you break down the lyrics, but... The niggas beat, be... It's, like, it's niggas is turning up... Yeah, yeah, niggas is turning up to a hate crime. It, nah, it's literally... That's a, that's the wow. perfect way to it say is. it. It is. Yes. It's kind of... <laughs> a, got and the party you have lit. no... And the crazy no thing idea. is, the wild thing is, I had no idea, right? And I remember the day me and Cass had that conversation where Cass was like, you know, I'd be mad conflicted when this song come on. And I was like, why? And Cass was like, you don't know what it means? And, and then I was like, not really. And then she told me, and I was like, yo. So it's, yeah. talking, about, it's talking about lighting gay people on fire and niggas in here turn. Like, <laughs> so every time the song come on, you know, like, my body want to bop a bit, but like, you know. <laughs> <Sometimes. laughs> I can't, man. I just can't. That's it. Crazy. And that was the heat back in the day too. Uh, back in the day, nigga, that played today. Yeah, it's still, yeah that's it, a classic. That's wild. Like it's a lot of those records that I always wonder. How did this get this far? Mm-hmm. Like, does it just jam that hard that nobody asked Bruh, the questions? It got mad. But radio you know what play. it is. I think daytime radio. That's so Niggas crazy. Niggas was turning up on lunch break. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Though. I think it, it comes from um, back in the days, you know, it music wasn't so sensitive. Comedy wasn't so sensitive. Uh, sensitive. So it's like you can really speak about maybe what you felt. And nobody was really judging you, you know. And then that song is a—it's already a classic. So now it—it's just already on its own level. It continues to just stay there. Versus like today, you really couldn't make a song about Heck about no. that, you know. You Heck get canceled what? real quick. <laughs> nah, they'll, know, like, they'll cancel you for real. Out of here, absolutely out of here, yo. Man, I was about to make a comment, but I'm. I think I to was too. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> out of this. What would you just tell Sheem? Oh no, nah, you, you gotta you gotta hit up what, what what's on your right, mind, right? right. So Say what's it. on your mind? Say it. I just got in trouble last weekend. I, I had to pull back on Twitter or whatever because I shared my opinion on not wanting to have sex with a certain group of people, and I was oh, okay. told that I was phobic for not wanting to have sex with motherfuckers who uh, used to have penises. I feel like once the penis is there, yeah, that's a, it's clipped. I'm out. Even if it is clipped, it's clipped. <laughs> I almost dropped my mic. Like that's like my personal feeling. You know, I feel like 
Like, I thought, my thing is, I thought I shared myself very plainly. I was like, look, it's not about hate. It's not about, you know, I'm not saying that person shouldn't have rights. I'm just saying I don't want to fuck. But I kept it simple. I was like, look, I'm a carnivore, right? I'm not a ve- I'm not a vegan or vegetarian. If I order buffalo wings and you give me cauliflower with buffalo dressing, that's not <laughs> what I ordered. That's so funny. It don't matter how much buffalo dressing you put on the cauliflower. <laughs> that's not what I ordered. And I think hey. that's a violation. What can you say, man? By the way, we love the letter gang. <laughs> this nigga. I, I feel like we need to say that because <laughs> the burnout is crazy, bro. But I feel, you know, that's my opinion. And then niggas went to slandering me, acting like I don't oh. want people to live or have rights and all types of stuff. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Nah, that's crazy. But it's hard for you to just like what you like <clears throat> nowadays. It's just all. It's everybody's more harshly judged, I think, down there than ever, which sounds nuts to me because the world should be more free and open minded. That's what I thought we were. I thought we were progressing. And I think in some ways we are, but it is maybe to a smaller degree than I got to give credit for because of what we see in front of us every day. Shout out to everybody that's, you know, trying to trying to be better. You feel me? But yeah, we, I think I it. think a lot of the time we just lose we lose focus on what the actual fight is, right. because I have a lot of friends who are part of the community and they'll say things like I'm worried about rights. I'm worried about, you know, being able to get married where I want to, being able to, like, sign up for tax benefits and housing mm-hmm. benefits and all these different things. And motherfuckers is trying to get you to fuck them at a bar. Like, she was like, we're not fighting for the same things. Like, and I feel like that's what ends up going wrong with most movements, i.e., you know, us all being black. We understand the difference between how we feel. We're trying to get, you know, equal opportunity for children, equal job opportunities right, and right. things of that nature. Then you got other niggas who are just trying to get a, a street painted Black Lives Matter. Like, we're not fighting for the same. We're not talking about the same <clears throat> stuff. Right, for sure. And for I sure. think that's what goes wrong with a lot of movements. Like, when you really go grassroots and you talk to the people, you'll get one answer. But then you talk to the loudest minority, the loudest group of people, and most of them usually reside on Twitter. Half of them don't <laughs> even be part of the community. It's just a whole bunch of white women who ain't got nothing better to do. No but pictures. That bored, part. Bored motherfucker. Bored. It's usually bored white women who are very just angry about life. You can't say that about black people. It's like, yo, hey, we're black. We don't care. Agnes, like, relax. <laughs> so so what you're trying to say, Reggie, is that you go if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and you order boneless wings, you don't want no chicken nuggets. Yeah, I'm we just, heard about that <laughs> shit, by the way. Right, that part. I'm just saying no matter what, if I'm not bringing the bone to bed, nobody else is bringing the bone to bed. <laughs> Respect. Like, I have a rule in my life where it's one dick per room, and that's I think that's that should be kept. <laughs> <laughs> I would say clean this up, but they get the point. <laughs> I think that I think they'll get the point. I'd be scared oh, now, not scared, but I will say this because I, you know, me and you had an off mic conversation. Well, I don't mind bringing it to the to the pod that I I said something that was insensitive that offended a friend of yours. So I'd be like, you know, remember? I I you don't know. Bring, you can bring it up. I, I I don't remember what I said that was offensive oh, to, okay. keep it, to keep it tall with you, but I'm just saying like. With with the gay community oh, listeners yeah. of us since y'all you know y'all tapped in too we got nothing but love for y'all even with the with the jokes yeah I just try to be careful with it you feel yeah, me? yeah yeah because I said something that was wild and sensitive and I didn't think it was crazy but I got I remember now. I got to yeah. respect it 
Oh. Yeah, of course. Everything got to stay within bounds, man. Yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. My thing is, I feel like when it comes down to the important stuff, uh, when it comes down to just life in general, I believe in everybody being able to live the life that they want to live. I believe in everybody being able to have the rights that they want to have. Right. And especially when it comes to rights, when it comes to legislature, when it comes to equal protection under the law, that's where you have my full support. And I think that's where real support matters. Mm -hmm. Anything else is trivial. Like when it comes to dating, I'm a person who believes that dating is mad. Dating is a discriminatory practice. Like, I don't date women who eat pineapple on their pizza. I don't give a fuck. Like, I just won't do it. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's okay for me to have. Like, yeah. I don't I don't have to have a logical reason why I don't <laughs> date X. You should be able to like what you like and not like what you not like. Now, if you have an ignorant reason for it, so be it. But either way, you have that right. Correct. We don't have to agree with that fucking though. The that, only the only time saying? it becomes a problem is when it turns into hate. Like there's a di- you can you can not like what you don't like, but just don't badmouth it. That's just part of just being a human. Just choose what you want and keep it pushing. Amen. But I think too many there's too many boundaries now that are placed on people and 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 there's an idea that you have to feel these exact ways and you have to go along with these things in order for you to be part of whatever their new idea of society is. And for the most part, that ain't never going to be me, man. Screw that. That ain't never going to be me. Never. Ain't trying to fit nobody mold but my own. And that's how y'all should move to. Yeah, man. But with that being said. Yo, man. Yo. Open up, man. Another quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Caught me. Catch you? Can't never let it catch you. What's happened? The girl next door, you know? It usually be the girl next door. That's crazy. So it wasn't you. All right. Honey came in and she got me red-handed, creeping with the girl next door. Picture this, we were both butt-naked, banging on the bathroom door. How could I forget that I had given her an extra key? All this time she was standing there, she never took her eyes off. You know what's crazy? I think this song. I think this song. Y'all, um, y'all know when when they be making fun of people, right? When they be making fun of people, artists who like, who ain't got no hits, they be like, hey, if they put a gun to your head and you had to say every lyric, this is my worst nightmare. Oh yeah. Like this record, I be. I be I be fine right here, cruising. Yeah. We were both butt naked. I'll be sweating. You, you got the hook, right? Confident. How could I forget that I had given her an extra gun to his head? I'm sweating. I'm like, please, please cut the song. Never took her eyes off me. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> right now, I'm bleeding out. Smoke. Before she turned into a killer. Just review the situation that you call the peanut. To be a true player, you have to know how to play. If she say a night, convince her, say a day. Never admit to a word where she say. And if she claim a utila, baby, no way. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. Wasn't me. She even caught me on camera. Wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. Heard the words that I told her. Wasn't me. Heard the screams getting louder. Wasn't me. She stayed until it was over. She stayed until it was over. She walked in on you smashing another girl and stayed until it was over. What a cuck. 
for you to say <laughs> that, yeah, no, whoa, that's nuts. That's for, for, for you to say it wasn't me afterward is like that's top tier gaslighting. That's kind of amazing if you get away with it. If you get away with it, you the goat. That's why the song is forever. Shout out to now, on to somebody who did do it, John Morant. So, we're going to touch on sports before we leave, man. What's the latest on Ja? Well, what is Ja doing? Yeah, salute, man. Um, <clears throat> so, we do have an update on John Morant's status. I know we did talk about it on the last pod and, uh, you know, just gave us uh, some feedback on, you know, what was going on. Right now, currently serving an eight-game suspension. He's still staying away from the team, but he had a um, he had a dope interview with Jalen Rose um, that came out. And I thought, you know, it was important to talk about because, you know, he's been getting a lot of flack in the media, lights on him. Uh, you know, he's 23 year old, years old. Yes, he's a man, but he's still like a really young man. You feel me? So it's a, it's a lot on him. But I like I like the interview. So Jalen Rose, um, they rolled it out. It was ESPN. Obviously, they had to sit down about everything. They addressed everything um, in in detail, and um, it was dope. Anybody who care about basketball, sports, or find interest in this story that happened um, should check it out. Uh, pretty much, if you don't know the story, anybody that's tapping in, John Morant is a basketball player for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's the star of the team um, and also one of the new faces of the league. He <clears throat> recently got himself in trouble after a game um, with the Denver Nuggets in the city of Denver. He went to a strip club or some type of club. He went on his live. He posted a gun. Ever since then, it's been some. It's been turmoil and then stories of other things that have been happening during this season and uh, you know prior to this season have come out and they did they did address everything uh, rather well they talked about the the mall situation with his mother they talked about the other situation that we might not have even touched on the job you know his sister had a situation she plays high school yeah. basketball and yeah he had to r- pull up there real quick and everything no like i left that. that one alone because that mm-hmm. was understandable to be honest for, for sure you got you got a little sister we all got like younger siblings to or whatever so i understand um but yeah, they address even the Pacers situation. I respect it. He held himself accountable. He didn't blame not a soul. Only thing he said was the gun wasn't his. Um, you know, he ignited. And I understand that. I mean, that's if you know, that to me that's important to get out there especially you got investigations, investigations are open right now and things of that nature. You got to make sure that especially if there's going to be stories about it, you need to be able to share your side. I believe in that. I ain't gonna lie, the 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 optics were nuts because the that exact set was, I don't know if it's the same set or it just looks right. similar. That looked like that R. Kelly interview where they had uh where they had him sitting face to face with uh, Gail King and he was like, "Y'all killing me with this?" Right, Yo, right, right. 
I would not have done it really? at that set. You don't think so? I would. Y'all could have gave me something else, different. a different I mean, studio, sure. a different. That, that's the only fly. thing. It ain't got. It ain't got to be fly. Just don't give me the R. Same Kelly set, set. Yeah, right? Yeah. It was just like it, a gray white type background and nigga. What? We know what we saw. I the the moment I saw that, the first thing I thought was, "You killing me with this shit, man." <laughs> <laughs> hog tie? I don't I, even know how to hog tie. It's the theatrics for Reggie. I get it. Gotcha. It's not even nah, just the theatrics. I, I, I feel like my eyes immediately was like, I recognized it. And if I recognize it, you think none of these niggas on the well, internet gonna recognize well, that shit? Well, for sure. It was definitely the, you know, clean this up situation. But they, I, I liked the interview because it wasn't just lazy like like i said jalen rose asked all the you know the all the tea really without no, even i, I get without that. even being I get messy. That. but i was just saying if i had to give the, one bit of commentary I, yeah, yeah yeah you yeah. don't use you. the r kelly room to <laughs> talk you. about being innocent get, get me in the studio get me in the real espn yeah we're not damn. doing this this we're not doing yeah much respect though but just to get back to it he addressed everything one by one that's what's um, up you know he pretty much acknowledged you know and I don't think it's an excuse. It's just something that's that's real. We talk about it all the time. Mental health. You know, you just acknowledge that, you know, being young and being 23 with all these responsibilities and all this money, all these lights. Yeah, man. Provided a lot of pressure that pent up and he didn't handle it the right way. And since I identify with that, you know, I respect that he's not blaming anybody. He, you know, he's seeking the counseling um, for it right now. Um, he's standing on his ten as a man, so I just you know with everybody who you know was was hard on him because yeah it was obviously a stupid decision that he acknowledged he said but he's saying I put myself there every time, and then there's also things to come. Uh, if you guys didn't see the interview, I'll just say like the thing with the Pacers thing with his friends, the thing with the, uh, the situation with his mom, and even the sister situation. Based on his answers to Jalen's questions, let me know that okay we're getting media and running with what we're getting from media, but and that's our position. But there's more to come out, which may, it might not look how it looked on the surface level to us. So I'm very interested in seeing how these, he acknowledged that he's like, when stuff comes now, out. Now, I'll say this. Y'all going to see what the I'll real say is. this. Mm-hmm. John Moran is big business, and yeah. he is the future of the league. For sure. The NBA, much like the NFL, has a lot invested in their players. Mm-hmm. And if I was a league that had a lot invested in a player, and I had a situation that happened on my premises that not only doesn't look good on the player that I'm invested in, but also doesn't look good in the way that we handled it. Mm-hmm. One of the best things to happen in an independent organ in a in an independent investigation, which is not an independent investigation because we're running it, but we would one of the best things to happen to us would be to find out that what you thought happened isn't really what happened. Something else happened that was less bad because then it would shine a better light on that individual. It would Mm. shine a better light on us as an organization. It would calm down whatever dissent might be occurring in the other locker room and it would help everything to smooth along. I see what you did there. You know, I got you. Hey, life is life. I hope the young man makes better decisions going forward. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Mental health is definitely something very serious. You know, sometimes when I get tired, you know, we all work crazy hours. We all try to, you know, foot these 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 big positions where we are the breadwinners for the people that we do care for. And sometimes that makes you want to do gangster shit and point infrared beams at people. And you might decide to do certain other shit. You know, I, I get it because that's just some normal way 
that a lot of people wow. react to a lot of these things. I get that's, that, and I I feel for him. That that's crazy. And he's anyway. not twenty five yet. You know, when that, you're twenty five, that's you know, crazy. That's yeah, when you start disconnecting like from things that's, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, clearly when he turns twenty five, he'll be unk, unk Morant, and he won't be he won't be uh, King Von Morant anymore. And he won't be Man, doing gangster shit. King Von Morant. I'm he done. checked himself this into is the rehab. Second time I got dropped this mic. He he checked himself. You got to think he checked himself into rehab, which is what most people do. Because that that's the thing. You got to get your mental health right. Sometimes you you know you just get too gangster, and rehab will help you calm see, that down. See, I'm gonna be real. Uh, you know, I know this is jokes, but you know, you get it, it gets a little. Uh, what's the word I'm using? Um, borderline now you got to be careful with that type of stuff though because i know i know jokes and shit but as far as just addressing what we talking about i don't know if that's you you can you you can have your opinion and joke like that but that one i don't know if that's so safe i'll just i'll just say that it ain't to to be safe but more so like i don't know trolling what what we talking about here I mean, you know what I'm saying? I get that. And that might not be the safest thing to say, but I know what is safer than an infrared beam. I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this has been yet another episode of Reggie Days Radio. Today I was joined by my right-hand man. Shame the dream. And we were also joined yeah. by. Chef. Yeah. And we are also joined by. Cass. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Later days. Well, well, well. Some